So we were always wondering about how we got here, how did we gain this weight? You know, we try to eat well and all this kind of stuff, but yet all of these things happen and then sometimes we get in our own way of being successful. Lenora, I'm going to mute you for a sec. Okay. All right. So there's going to be two types of people who sabotage us. People around us I was and ourselves. Yes? Do you guys feel that is the way, right? So basically anybody who sabotages us are people who destroy our goals. So that could be in a variety of ways. It could be through kindness. It could be well intentions. You know, it could be fear. It could be a lot of different motivations that make people act the way that they do, right? So why, why it's, um, I wanted to talk to us about today, why it's important to be aware of it, how and why we experience it, and then what we can do about it. So that sounds like a good plan? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. All right, so um, the people around you might be, one of the reasons why we can't go through with our uh, goals. So there was a study. It followed a group of women over nine months. So they had to tre- keep track of all of the messages they received from people around them and about their weight. So the people who were sor- supported by people who sent them positive messages were more likely to gain uh, to less likely to gain weight and in some cases lost weight. And then the people who received fewer positive messages were more likely to gain weight. So part of that is the loved ones around you, right? So the loved ones, they might sabotage your efforts for a number of reasons. Some might be jealous of the changes that you're making. Some might be worried. Um, if you're making changes in your lifestyle, then you're going to, then they're going to have to change too. Sometimes they want to tell you what's good for you and your life, right? And then sometimes they react badly if, um, you take control of yourself and you're not relying on them. Now, do you guys, can you guys think of other reasons why people around you would not encourage your goals? They invite me to happy hour. <laughs> right, right. Because because it's it's like a social thing, right? Like you have all of these connections just, with people. I'm just, I'm just teasing. No, but it's true. It's like if you have that connection and the only connection that you have with that person is through drinking, that is like a that's what you know how to do with them. You know what I'm saying? So Well, it's not just drinking, it's going out to eat. Which yeah, we going out really to do eat. right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or like a lot of times it's like meals, like when um, for Asian families, we're really into family meals like that. Food is equal to love, right? So the first thing you ask somebody when you see them is not how are you? You ask them, have you eaten? This is, this is a typical greeting is have you eaten? So this is part of our culture, you know, where food was a scarcity and giving somebody food is, is an act of love, right? So like, you know, people are, a lot of times people are like, oh, that's not enough food for you. Or they, you know, maybe they worry. Or 
what I do with my family is whenever we meet up, we, we, we go and eat. So every time I go to California and I meet my family, it's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, food, 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 you know? So um, whatever the motivation, you have to figure out the, the sabotage. It can s slow you down. It can stall you. It can get you off track. All right. All right. Why is it doing that? Okay, so let's spot somebody who does this. There's a food peddler. It's like, this is my daughter. She bakes because she's stressed. And then she's like, come on, just try one of my cookies because, you know, I just made them. Are they delicious? Are they going to hurt you? I mean, are they, are, you know, were they worth making or something like that? So do you have people in your life that does this to you. I mean, you don't have to tell me out loud, but you have to think about it. And, and then how do you then address that person in a way that won't hurt their feelings, right? Because you do love Shailene, everybody has people in their lives that sabotage, but they're not doing it. They're not doing it to you. They're doing it because of their issue. It comes Correct. from their issue, not, Correct. not necessarily to you. Right, right. So this is always like an underlying emotion with them, you know? Uh, sabotaging is not very clear-cut because it's not like they're just going to say, I'm going to try to make this person fail. It really is an underlying feeling like <clears throat> fear, right, or jealousy or, or lack of control. Um, so... The other person that, one of the other ones that um, can help, uh, that's around you is the controller. People who feel like they know what's best for you, like my mom, should be like, you need to eat this, you're not eating enough, um, or this is their role in your life, like they only know how to provide you food, like, you know, they cook for you or whatever. Um, we... We might sometimes be the one cooking, and then our spouse is the one who's now not liking what we eat, right? That's another, another one where they're, they're not happy about this change. So then they're trying to control you, and they want to keep everything status quo because they're happy with the way that things are. And then there's people who are envious, and these are not necessarily... Um, very apparent because a lot of times they are going to try to support you in the same way. They'll be like, I want to go on a diet with you. And then when you do start to lose weight and then they don't, they're going to try to detract from your achievements. So those are people around you. Now, what if it's you? What if you're the person who's sabotaging yourself, right? Do you think about... Is it all or none? Like, you know, like it's a birthday party and you go there and then you're like, oh, no, I'm on a diet. I can't eat cake. And then at, after, afterwards you end up like binging about eating the cake or go home and then eat something else. So like a lot of times people think about 
going on a diet as something that they can't do. So my, my friend in college, she had a son. She was older older student. Um, and his, he was only eight at the time, and he was like a, a bigger boy. Um, and he heard about his mom going on a diet. So then we were bringing groceries into her house because she lived off campus with, you know, the older married students. And we were like, Brandon, take these groceries and bring them in the house. And he was just like, I can't do it. I'm on a diet. Because he just thought being, going on a diet was saying that you can't do something. So, like, it's like people are thinking about depriving themselves. Now... Have you bought a snack or a drink even though it's something that you know you're not supposed to eat? Sure. (laughs) It's that late night uh, eating. You know, I sit I'm sitting there wondering, um, you know, I have dinner and if I have it early, then for sure I'm going to eat just to make a turkey sandwich later on but if i don't do that turkey sandwich i might eat junk food some nuts or something Mm -hmm. saying that i'm still going to i'm not gonna have that turkey sandwich well the turkey sandwich is probably better for me than the nuts and the chips and all the other stuff and then sometime really late you still have it anyway so I, 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 the whole thing I said, I just should, I, when I get ready to eat or when I feel like I'm, I should go to bed. Yes. Sleep. Brush your teeth. You know? Brush your teeth, drink some water, go to bed. That's it. It's like creating the new habits, right? Yep. For yourself. Um, sometimes we skip breakfast, even though, you know, we're busy and that makes us hungrier and we eat more later on during the day. The other thing that we sometimes may do is we don't track the food that we eat. So we're like, oh, we ate healthy. And then you didn't think about, oh, I ate some candy over here. I ate a piece of chocolate over here. And then, you know, this and this, and they all add up. You know, this is an extra thing of mayonnaise and like all of these things, they add up. Oh, yeah. If you track your food, you'll lose weight. So we we can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um. This is a fun one, justifying eating more after you work out. So you're like, oh, I worked out, then I can go have pizza. Has anybody ever done that? Um, and another one is talking down to yourself. So like you're, you're setting yourself up for failure and saying, oh, you know what? I didn't succeed in doing this. I'm just going to give up and, you know, it's not going to happen right so what can we do about it we can try to be aware of the ways that we self-sabotage and all the people who are trying to sabotage sabotage us around us now the thing is it's not comfortable it's not comfortable to think okay I'm eating because I'm bored You know, like I'm eating late at night, not because I'm hungry, but because I want a snack. And then when I was at work, I used to work on a trading floor, so I sat all day. And I would snack all day because I was sitting at my desk, and that snacking 
was my way of stress relief. So that was a big, you know, like people would get up and go and smoke, right? Well, I didn't smoke, so I would just eat things, you know? So for me, that was like soothing. So we self-soothe with food. Um, mm. Sometimes people eat because they're angry or... Um, what are some other reasons that people would eat? You guys, like when do you... They're hungry. <laughs> when you're hungry. You know, the thing is, honestly, people... They're drinking... Because they're drinking because it's social. Like, this is something that, you know, makes us, we associate with happiness, right? So, sometimes you have to look and figure out what's that underlying um, reason that we're doing it. Well, floating daughter. Hi. <laughs> so, if the next time we, we decide we want to snack, just... Think about it. Like, why am I doing this? Like, what is that underlying reason? And sometimes if it's making us deal with these uncomfortable feelings, <clears throat> it's hard. Like, this, be easy on yourself. Like, this is not an easy thing to do to, to face yourself and be like, oh, I don't like this about myself. And I'm eating to take my mind off of it or something, right? I think the first thing to ask yourself, the first question is, Am I really hungry? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because because if the answer is no, you know you're eating for another reason. Absolutely. That it isn't yes. justifiable. Right, right. And the thing is, a lot of times, you know, we eat and, you know, we don't know if we're hungry or not. And, and your stomach actually doesn't send a message to your brain until about 20 minutes after you're full. So... We keep eating even though we're already full. So portion control is once we start eating, we need to know when to stop. Okay, let's see. Now, if it's people that are in your family that's trying to sabotage you, I think um, we need to stay close to the people who do support us and ask them to continue to support us. To, to just give us positive feedback. Now, if people are telling you, oh, you're losing too much weight, tell them, you know, you're eating healthy and you're losing weight slowly. So tell them all the good things that are happening to you and that it's increasing your health, right? Now, the hardest one, I think, for me is if the spouse is worried about changing your lifestyle. So... Like for me, whenever I would go on a diet, you know, the first couple of days, my husband, and my family would be like, yeah, we're going to eat with you. And then they won't want to eat any of the diet foods. So that was really hard to also reassure them that, you know, I'm doing this to be happier, healthier, more confident. So turn them into your supporters. Do you guys have any other suggestions about having your family come support you if they're the ones sabotaging you? No? All right. Now, if it's you, we want to monitor and make sure we write down our thoughts, even if they're silly or unrealistic. And a lot of times you want to look at that and say to yourself, will I say that to my friend? Like Sharon, would you say that to Pam? Or Pam, would you say that to Sharon? And if that's a no, then we shouldn't say them, 
say that to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We should um, maybe even challenge the thoughts behind the sabotage. Like, why are we behaving in this way? So a lot of the times for us, um, it might be cultural and it might be something like a cultural bias or it might be something that was ingrained to us growing up. So for me, the hardest thing for me when I was, um, when I had a family was I would be the garbage. At dinner time, the kids would all eat. They would leave their food. They wouldn't finish their food. And I would eat all of their food. Because when I grew up, my parents were very, very frugal because they survived going through the war, you know. So for them, they were like, my grandfather, he ate all the parts of the chicken minus the bones, right? And then um, we would make sure we had to clean our plates. We couldn't leave any rice in our bowls. Like our plates had to be empty. So for me, that was a big thing growing up that I couldn't have, a, have food on my plate, you know, I could put food away, but if it was on my plate, I had to eat it. So I had to think to myself, is it worth me getting fat and eating food I did not need or want to feed into this thing that I, this behavior that I learned growing up, this, this value that I had? So like, what is the bigger value and what is that value important to you for, right? Um, and then a lot of times is like, you have to think about, are any of these things based on fact? Like whatever your thought is, right? I don't know. What, what do you guys have, um, think about in terms of trying to prevent yourself from moving forward? Like what is an example that you can throw at me? Going out to dinner. Going out to dinner? Yeah, being with your friends and then you're making desserts and because you got people over and, you know, then you have supplies in the house or you have company and you buy all these supplies, they don't eat it. And then all, guess what? You don't want to throw out. So guess who eats it? <laughs> yes, right. So that's, that's don't exactly, don't eat it. <laughs> exactly my thing is like it's out and it's around and it's in my house. You know, how... I don't want to be wasteful. Like for me, wasting is a big thing. So it definitely is something that is very hard for me in my family that not everybody's, you know, I have two girls and they're not on diets. You know, they just. I think portion control is kind of a, a tough thing because if you're making something and you really, really like it, yep. you're going to want to have seconds. Right. And for me, I think it's not only just portion control if I like something, it's slowing down my eating instead of eating it fast and then adding another helping of it. And like I know that it does take your brain about 20 minutes to recognize that you're full. So if you slow down your eating process, you're giving yourself that time for your brain to catch up and say, I've had enough. I'm I'm comfortable, I'm satiated with the food, and I don't feel like I have to overeat. Because when you get to the point where you overeat, you don't feel good. It's like right. a Thanksgiving meal where you gorge yourself, and then you go, why did I do that? Because I feel terrible now. 
Right. So right. it's, I think, a big training thing that you have to slow down your eating process, enjoy what you're eating, and instead of looking at, oh, well, I can have more, say to yourself, no, I don't need to have more. I'm just going to eat slower and enjoy this. Right, right. So in that case, we, actually, we will talk about medi like mindful eating. That might be a good topic to talk about later on um, and having ways to do that. But like today's topic is actually really big. <laughs> but um, like, you know, self, you're sabotaging yourself because you, you want to eat more, right? And then yet a lot of the times you really don't need to eat the, the extra amount. And right. so the, the wanting is really from something else. So you have to figure out what that something else is, right? And I mean, honestly, I am a, I am a hotel, gradu uh, hotel school graduate, so I like to eat. You know, like for me, I, I like to eat food, you know? So it is a hard, hard thing because I enjoy eating food. Well, there's two, two types of people, the people that eat to live and then the people that live to eat. Right, <laughs> right. And sometimes, you know, we have to set ourselves aside and say, look, you know, um, there's people who love to take drugs, but you can't take drugs. All You know, like this is like when something becomes not good for you, then you, we have to control that, right? So we have... You know, like, for example, there's the things that are good for us that we don't want to do, right? And then there's things that are good for us that we want to do. And then there's things that are bad for us that we want to do. And there's things that are bad for us that we don't want to do, right? So the two ends are easy, but the ones in the middle, you know, are, it's the hard ones is the one that's bad for us and we want to do it. And then the things that are good for us that we don't want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like really wrapping your mind around it and saying, okay, when is it getting to the point where it's becoming bad for us and we shouldn't do it? So I think also part of that is looking at yourself and supporting yourself. So do we have self-love for our bodies to be like, I'd rather me be healthy and fit than eat that extra piece of bacon? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I knew, I knew I picked that for you, Joe, because I saw you a breakfast. <laughs> hey, he's being honest. <laughs> oh, boy, I tell you, it's tough. Well, it's tough, right? So then how do we get to that point? So we just say, okay, one more piece of bacon, and that's it. I will just only buy three pieces of bacon and not go to the buffet. Or I will only get one plate. You know, like how do you then make it so that you can then finagle both? Because it has to be the best of both worlds. You have to, you know, make it work for yourself. But part of that is um, don't... Sam, <laughs> is that you? Nine, yeah. It... All right, I just muted you for a sec. Is that good? You're right. All right. Okay. So, 
even if we do end up eating the extra piece of bacon, sometimes it's okay. You know, sometimes it's okay just to be like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. I will try better tomorrow because it'll be worse for us to just keep going in that cycle of like, you're not succeeding, you know, you can't do this. So we have to build self-confidence and say that, yes, we can, right? Okay. Quarantine so, did not help. Quarantine did not help, which is why I'm doing these series because I need to say this to you so then even though I know it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, right, like we can watch more TV. Yes. So even you're like, okay, well, maybe I should have a snack. <laughs> no, I'm watching it. <laughs> I hear you. Or you're just sitting, right? You're not, uh, you're not up and walking around. Up, right? <laughs> right. It's so much easier. So the other thing that I mentioned earlier is do you see food as a reward and exercise as a punishment? Yes. <laughs> See, then, then we need to turn our brain around and just not get that same, like, you know, like the Pavlov's dog and you, like, tell the dog, okay, steak and the bell, and then they associate the bell with pleasure, right? Well, Shalane, exercise will never be a reward for me. <laughs> well, the thing is, maybe it can't be a reward, but maybe we can't think of it as a punishment, Maybe we just think of it as, okay, so I say to people all the time, you need to eat every day to fuel your body and you need to exercise every day because exercise is like food. So if we associate with something else positive and something, <laughs> then something negative, and it's I like, exercise okay. exercise so I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I look at my Fitbit, okay. How many more calories can I eat today? <laughs> and but the thing is, it's, it's See, we're all being we're all being honest, right? Right? Tony? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and and if the balance is that the exercise, the amount of calories that you burn is the amount of calories that you eat, then you're doing okay, right? But I think we also need to think about exercise as fuel for our bodies and fuel for our muscles. So You're if, we right. don't, if we don't exercise, then our body, our muscles are not getting the nutrition, nutrition that they need. Right? So we just have to rethink of our sneaky, you know, subconscious thoughts. And every time we get something that we think of, Oh, I have to exercise. Just be like, okay, no, I'm going to make myself stronger. So like reassociate, and have that um, happen so that you are not thinking about food as reward. So that is a really hard one for us because we are, you know, we all, we all grow up with, with food as reward, right? Oh, you know, I, you know, my daughters did great in school. They had all straight A's for their report card. We went somewhere nice, you know, out to eat. So graduations, like we, we associate that. And that is something that we've done our whole entire lives. So it's okay that we do it. It's not okay that we don't stop ourselves and try to rethink it going forward because it's going to hurt us in the long run. Um, do we see ourselves as depriving ourselves for stuff? And that is also um, something that is a real fear for everyone. 
right? Like, I don't want to be that person at the party not eating a piece of cake or having a glass of wine, right? But you don't have to be. You just, you have to, like Sharon said, portion control or make up for it somewhere else, right? Just be like, I will have a smaller dinner or I will have a shake for, for dinner instead, instead of having my usual meal or something like that. Or when you think of food, do something that you like to do to right. get your mind off of it. Right, right. But, you know, we don't want to say, okay, like in these special situations when you're having wine with friends and stuff, just have to figure out, okay, how do I make this glass of wine last? Am I mindlessly drinking it or am I really, like Sharon was saying, enjoying it and enjoying the wine and enjoying the company of my friends, right? And I so, think it's better when you're married because you're cooking for your husband. When I was single, I didn't have a weight problem, right? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm older, too, so it's harder. But, yeah, I, cause I could eat just about anything. I didn't have to make a big meal or anything. So it's, it's different. The one thing that I have never done, which might help, you know, some people, is when I cook, I don't taste the food. I mean, I know what it's going to taste like because I've cooked enough years and, and a lot of the same things that I know how it's going to turn out. So I hear that some people, while they're cooking, they keep on eating. They're getting calories that way, and then they sit down for their dinner, and then they add more calories. I don't do that. I wait till I sit down to eat, and then I eat, you know, my meal. I don't pick before while I'm making it. And the thing that you had mentioned about eating off your kids' plates, mm -hmm. I never did that. And I think that really helped me to keep the weight off when I was younger. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, Probably because I didn't like looking at their food after they were playing with it or whatever. I thought, I I'm not eating that. <laughs> um, how about us using food as a crutch? Like, we all do that. For sure. So realize that a diet cannot fix your emotional eating problems. Like you have to fix those issues first so that you can then be effective and, and have success. Is that like a understanding? No, I, I don't want to deprive myself. <laughs> it's number one. Well, is that Pam? Because you say at our age, why should we give up what we like? <laughs> And, and Sharon knows best. I love to go out for dinner and I don't no. have to cook. Dinner, lunch, if we go shopping. Oh, well, yeah. we're going out to lunch too, right? We, we eat a healthy lunch though. Yes, but yeah. can you then not order an appetizer and eat a healthy dinner? Like what? There's no, nothing wrong with no, right, going I mean, out. Appetizers. We never order appetizers, right, no. Pam? Take half our food home. Perfect. Yeah. So you're, you're doing the, you know, the right things. Yeah, like it's I, not I'm not gaining. I'm just not losing. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm trying to keep track now with that fitness pail and the exercise so that I can keep it, you know. Jelaine, I will tell you, because I know Pam, she is really, really good. Good. She, she makes healthy meals. She doesn't binge on things. Uh, she makes me feel guilty. 
because I'll have something and I'm thinking, she won't eat that because it's too many calories. All right. Well, then we just. <laughs> this is the way I look. I know. Well, think. Well, you have to think about then. Where else? Where else you're sneaking in those calories? So. Um, <laughs> I'm only having one glass. It's 150 calories. Joe, quit laughing. 150 calories only. I think 125. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm filling up. I'll be back. I'm getting my second mimosa. They're small. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was your third or fourth. No, it was only my first. Can I talk about her now? There you go. <laughs> go for it. She's probably still hear us. Worry about a diet. She's she's like this, you know. All right. Now this this last one was a hard one for me too. Is that a lot of people say, "Okay, I am I'm afraid to fail," right? Like, I don't want to fail. And if I don't start a diet, then I'm not failing on this diet, right? But I think people are really, the underlying thing is that they're afraid to succeed. Because everybody likes the status quo. And then they're happy to be where they are because they know what it is. And even if they're unhappy with their current situation, it's like the better the devil I know versus the devil I don't know, right? So we really need to think about, okay, what if we do succeed? And what would that really look like for us, right? So that was, that was a tough one for me because... You know, it's not just about weight. It's about everything else, right? It's all the things that we don't think about, but we all tie it to weight. But it actually is not just the weight. All right. So now we're going to break up into two groups. Pam, do you want to go to Sharon? Yeah. And then, or do you want to go with somebody like Joe? Do you guys want to go to somebody else that you don't know? So we each have to talk to each other. And I want us to talk about five reasons to each other what will be worse off when you achieve your goal. How can we challenge those fears? And then list five or less reasons why you believe your goal will be likely be better once you achieve your goal. So actually, I think Pam, we're never coming back. We we were having we were having a heavy conversation, right, Joe? That's right. We're talking. Oh, good, 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 good. I'm glad. You know what? Next time, I want to do smaller. I thought I would be able to do this section. And just like talk 15 minutes and let you guys do more discussion. But then I was looking at the time going, wow, this time really went. Well, time flies, don't it? I know. So um, I just want to run through the last four slides really, really quick. So let me share the screen. Let's see. Share screen. Okay. And then make this PowerPoint. All right. So... Your brain and goal setting is really important to realize that you have two different parts of your brain 
that analyzes your goals. So for example, if you say to yourself, I'm gonna lose 100 pounds, right? Your brain is like, that's not very likely. So your frontal lobe, which is like thinking about how it's gonna happen is like, well, that's not gonna be successful. So you know what? I'm not gonna put a lot of effort into this. And then the other part is saying, well, how important is it to you? Eh, you know what, you, you probably, you know, you're fine just staying the same weight that you are, right? So if we don't get both parts of the globe of, of your brain to work together, you're not going to complete the goal. Now, if you have a goal of I'm going to lose two pounds by the end of this week, your brain is like, well, I can do that. I can do this, this, and this. And it's pretty, you know, it's pretty nice to have that little goal. And then you're more likely to have that achievement because you broke down your end plan into something manageable. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So now when we have a big goal, like let's, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. A lot of times people just get overwhelmed. Like they just cannot even think about what's going on. So then they just give up right away. So when that happens and you've been doing the same thing and nothing is changing, this is what um, one of the things that I got from self-motivating at work, right? So actually one of the first things is to give yourself a break. Um, take care of yourself. Let yourself relax. Number two, focus on doing one task at a time. So even if you have many tasks and we like to multitask just complete one thing and check that off then figure out what's next most important or next quickest and just get that done so sometimes i have um five things that i do every day and some of them are huge and some of them are small some of them is just like pay this bill or mail out this thing um, and I try to do all the quick ones first because then I'm like, oh, I finished two things off my list, right? And then now I have to worry about the other three. Or sometimes I'm very motivated first thing in the morning, I do, I tackle some of the bigger ones and try to get that done. So complete one thing, start another. Pick things that you like to do best. So pick something like Sharon was saying, do something that you like to do for exercise, you know? Um, for Pam, maybe it is uh, being social with people and getting people to go for a walk with you instead of, you know, walking by yourself or getting your husband to go on a walk with you or something like that. Um, or taking Sharon's dogs. Or taking Sharon's dogs for a walk. <laughs> That'd be fun. You guys can each take a dog. Um, <laughs> that sounds like fun. Number five, understand why you're doing and what you are doing. So really think about the importance of why you're doing something and that will really motivate you to help push you through to get that done. Um, number six, kind of break down your chores and make each of those a to-do item. 
instead of having such a big project, make them into smaller chunks. And then the last thing we can do is just organize our environment. So clean out the fridge or the pantry. That's one of those things that we can kind of check off and then get rid of temptation um, and get ourselves getting a good start for the rest of the week. Now, some of the things that I was thinking about, I always think about, so what? Like, what, what can we take away from this that is important? We need to figure out when it's happening and why is it happening to us, right? Um, when we have that happen, maybe do something to change it. Even if it's just to say, I've acknowledged it and you're not, it, this is not helpful to me. Even you, you might not want to say you are sabotaging me because that might be not a nice thing to say, but you want to say, okay, this is not helping me towards my goal. So let's come up with a solution, right? Um, when we were talking about the cycles of rewarding ourselves, we want to develop good habits. So the cue would be that we are stressed. And the routine for me was that I would eat. And then the reward was the, that I did something about it and that made me less stressed. But then ultimately that made me gain weight. So that was just very bad, right? So if I had to rechange my cycle, then what would it look like? You know, think about another routine that is healthier instead of something that's gonna be something that's bad. The other thing we can do is visualize our goal and not think about ourselves being skinny, but think of something very specific. What does that mean to you? Does that mean you'll be able to play with your dogs longer? Um, would it mean that you can pick up your grandchildren? Does it mean that, you know? Does it mean that you could fit into that dress after? <laughs> or, you know, is it you're going to a reunion and you wanna fit into that dress? Exactly. But really have a specific goal that you can visualize versus something generic because you want that motivation to really, really motivate you and not just the general <clears throat> lose weight, right? Um, we were talking about making things into small steps. Go for the quick wins. Um, it could be a quick win that you just throughout the one thing that you really love to eat and you bought or returned it to the store or whatever it is or gave it away, you know? So it could be something as simple as that. Just go for a quick win and it could just be a small thing and check it off and look for another one. Look for another quick win. The other thing is we have to be patient. It, it took us years to be the way we are, right? So it's hard for us to change. We can't change overnight. We have to take slow steps to change ourselves. And then the final thing is, I'm sorry. The other thing is, you know, we have to really feel like we deserve to have good things happen to us. And that's, that's something that maybe we don't think about, but a lot of times, you know, we think our nice things should happen to other people and not necessarily that we think that they, we should be good to ourselves. So we should really be good to ourselves. Um, and then 
The last one is don't be, be afraid to succeed. All right, so I said at the beginning I was gonna have challenges. So I will email these challenges to yourself uh, over, the, over the weekend as well. But if you'd like to pick one challenge and tell the person in your group, so Sharon, you tell JoJo, you tell Sharon, Pam, you tell me, or you can tell, we can tell each other, whatever, it doesn't matter. Next week, we're going to see if you guys have been accountable to it. So look at this list and pick one or more items that you would like to do before next week. I'm taking five. It's easy. <laughs> you know what? That's what I was picking. Number five is so hard for me. I cannot, I, I can't get more than seven, um, oh, okay. seven hours of sleep. I'll do number four. Okay, so you are four and five. Over. <laughs> Pam, you are four and five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, five. okay, that's okay. All right. What about you, Sharon? Which two do you want to do? I, I, I'm re well, I said five, five, but let me look at the others. Uh huh. If you do four, we can make one phone call. No, yes, you guys can. Oh. I'm making jokes. I, oh, close the kitchen at 7 p.m. No eating or stuff. How about, how about if I just change that to 8 p.m.? Okay, because, 8 o'clock. Okay. Do that. Because, right. because if I don't have my cup of coffee till 8, that means 12 hours of not eating. So that should help my metabolism. Okay. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I like that one too, number seven. Number seven. Awesome. Because it doesn't mean drinking, and I'll be good. Well, you could yeah. drink things that don't have sugar. iced tea, iced tea, things with no calories. Okay. Is that it. what you mean, Joe, or do you mean a beer? Well, I, <laughs> I was thinking of bourbon, but okay. I think Shalane's already stretching it to eight for us, right, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I'll do seven, but I get to have one bourbon after that. Okay, how's that? Oh. Joe, I didn't realize you're a bourbon fan. I'll, I'll take a picture of my husband's bourbon shelf for you. Oh, good. I'm sure I can match him <laughs> bottle for bottle. He, he got some good ones. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. And then, Lenora, which one would you like? I'll have to tell you tomorrow. Right now, I'm okay. in the All righty. Well, I'd like you guys, I wrote them down. Oh, wait. So, Joe, you're number seven, right? Did yeah, you want to pick another one? Send me this extra list. credit. Um, yeah, well, five is easy. I can do that one. I hope. All right. <clears throat> okay. I'll send this to you guys. Um, and uh, I just wanted to see, was this helpful to you? Was this something that you guys would like to do when like, we talk about different topics next week? Yeah, or we can talk about something else, uh, whatever you think. Yes, I would like to make them more interactive and less of me talking. Um, so um, I think what I'm going to do is pick smaller, like smaller subset of topics and then really give us time in the work breakout rooms to talk. Do you guys like that? Sure. All right, cool. Yeah. So next week we're going to talk about carbs, which... My downfall? 
Oh, Sherry, yeah. I've already talked about carbs. Yeah, my French fries. Yeah, we know all about them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't met a potato that I didn't like. <laughs> oh, man. And, and we know Joe likes bacon. That's right, bacon and bread. I'm good. Bacon and bread. Those are all good things. Yeah. But so uh, what are you going to tell right. us about carbs that we don't know that's not good for us? <laughs> well, no, I'm going to try to talk about healthy carbs. How's that? Okay. Oh, green. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll. I'll. Um. I'm gonna try to narrow down that topic a little bit more. Okay. And then, do you guys have another topic that you want to talk about the week after? We got to think about it. All right. Well, if you do think of something that you want to discuss, then let me know, like at least a week in advance, so that I could work on it. Okay, Pam, actually, Pam, Pam and I will put our heads together. Yes. Well, over lunch. Yes, <laughs> over <laughs> lunch. Um, so something like that I have been able to talk about is the importance of sleep, the um, amount, the importance of water. Um, I I actually have a list of topics that I could talk about and. If you want, I'll send them to you, Pam. And okay. uh, Sharon, you're on our mailing list, right? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. So, um, Shailene, we, we yep. need to, we need to, hey, Pam, you probably agree yeah. with me. Shailene's going to have to come up with something to replace retail therapy. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I love going to TJ Maxx. I like going to Home Goods. Home Goods. That's my store. Yes, yes. The whole house from Home Goods. Yes. I know they're the best. Yeah. Lenora, what were you saying? I, I commit to all of them. I'm a Weight Watchers member. I lost the weight a number of times. It's just that, you know what? I don't keep it off. Right. Why don't you keep it off? Well, because it's work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> but I think it's more work to lose the weight. Yeah, it is. But when you're not, when you're gaining it, you're not thinking about that. Absolutely. And, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to put in so much exercise and also to limit your portions and, and just all the challenges. I mean, we've been, I, I've been trying to lose weight for, since I was a kid. Back and forth and forth and back. So, you know what, we know what to do, but it's, it's and, and it's your body too. I have a underactive thyroid. I don't have a thyroid, I had it removed. I had cancer. But, but the idea is that, you know what, I'm inhibited by my body and by the things I like to eat and my bad right. habits. Right. So if we can, you know, think about which ones you can try to work on the easiest and then get rid of that one and then eventually work on another one, right? So it's like, it's not gonna happen overnight. And just knowing what to do is definitely not enough um, than actually doing it. So just, we have to then figure out a way to make ourselves want it more than what we found comforting, like our love for bacon. <laughs> and well, Shalane, okay. I hate to interrupt, but I've got to go feed my boys. Yes, it's I got to go make dinner for the family as well. 
I'm going to say bye and remember, I won't see you till Monday. Okay, I'm going to miss you, Pam. Yes, I'll have to work out on my own when I get back. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye, 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 Sharon. Bye. Uh, Pam, I have uh, videotapes, or not videotapes, but the recordings of our Zoom classes on my Google Drive. So you can go and look them up. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So if you wanted to work out to them, you're welcome to. Oh, yeah, I'll still do something. I just have to wait till I get home. <laughs> yeah. Because I have to have breakfast and there are early appointments and, you know, so it kind yes. of my routine, but, but okay. I, yep. I have, uh, I have to do blood work on Friday, so I'm not going to be able to make my appointment until 1115. So I can't eat until I, you know, till my thing. So, oh, yeah, I, if I could have, I would have made it for earlier, but I was teaching. Yeah, because that's hard. I usually do about nine, <laughs> just enough time to get there. Yeah, break it up and get there. Because I work out my breakfast around you, <laughs> you know. It's like this morning, I'm like, okay, got to eat a little something around nine because we have the 10 and the 1130. So, and there's times that I wouldn't eat, and then I'm going, okay, I've got to go because <laughs> I haven't had breakfast, and it's like, 10 30 or 11 so that's a little hard and then i'm really hungry and then i gotta eat lunch a little earlier you know because i told you we're on that late shift like dinner stop stop the kitchen at seven we're eating around seven so that's hard yeah eight o'clock yeah eight o'clock you could do because we're done then you know but yeah so all right well i will send right. these challenges right, to you guys me. if you if it's helpful let me know um because it is actually work for me to put these slideshows together, but I... And we don't want to make it just that you have to do all this stuff, you know, it should be just, you know, maybe well, try I to... Well, I do want us to work on something, and if we just come and talk about it and we don't have anything, I feel like then yeah. it could, you know, go downhill fast, but I think today I talked a little bit too much, which... I made too many slides. I just got overzealous, but <laughs> can't help it. Well, we'll, think of, we'll think of some stuff, you know? Yes. Yes. So it's a start. I mean, I'm trying to think about things so that people can talk about it. It's very easy for me to be like, well, I'll teach you about this, but I really want people to really discuss it and then motivate the other person to try to you know, achieve a goal. So that's, that was the, that was the plan, but we'll see. All right. Next week, it'll be shorter, but we did okay. finish on time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have a good evening. You too. Catch Bye. You Bye. Bye, Lenora. Take, take care, Shalene. I'm sorry. That's I was okay. following you back and forth and forth and back, but you know, all the things that you said, I, I know them.